0: Hi everyone, it's me. I know you're not used to hearing from me at the very beginning of the episode. That's because I'm giving Zach a little break. He is on vacation and I am meeting with Beth Wiley. It's her second time on the podcast. Beth has been a friend of Zach and myself. We used to sit around and basically do what we do on the podcast, which is talk about things that we're seeing in the couples therapy room. She's also trained uh, in Gottman Method. She's practicing out of Maui, which is pretty cool. She's licensed to practice on all the islands as well as Washington State. But when I talked to her, she said, I'm super into doing intensive. So if you ever want to get out and do a bit of a retreat four or five days with Beth and really just dig into your relationship, that is an awesome way to go. The reason why I'm talking to Beth is that she recently has a new course and you can find information about Beth on her website. It's BethWileyTherapy.com and I did talk to her. She mentioned that the course is only $197, but that that price will not stick around for long. So if you're interested now, either for yourself or buying it as a gift for some premaritals, check out the website, log in and get that information now. Um, Until then, this is a pretty cool conversation. Stay tuned. First of all, we've already had you on before and you were a big hit and I, I'm sure people have like reached out to you. I've been sending folks your way. Are you still licensed as a therapist in Washington? I am. Yeah. <gasps> okay. And licensed in Hawaii. And licensed in Hawaii. So and are you all of the or islands. Or just therapy? All of the islands. All of the islands.
1: Um, therapy. I mean, yes, therapy. Okay. Coaching, if you might have been in another state and you just want some coaching, but I mean it's mostly therapy.
0: Mostly therapy. Okay. Yeah. What is your bag? Like what is it that you find yourself really specializing in digging these days? Like what's the ideal client person to come to you?
1: Right, right now, huh? Um, I don't know if I have an ideal client right now, to be honest. Okay. Mainly because <laughs> I'm wanting to get out of working on a weekly therapeutic sit down with a client every week and talk with them. So my ideal client right now is more of somebody who wants to like come in and do intensive work and is ready to like seriously work on their relationship. And I was like, I'm ready to pay some money. I'm ready to invest the time Mm -hmm. and I'm ready to like get intentional about what this work looks like. That is who I want to work with now because I'm I'm my heart is getting broken (laughs) on repeat Laura Um, (laughs) of just watching people not do the work. Um, Mm -hmm. and where I know if you just did a little bit of work, your life and things would get easier and better and, and so on. And just seeing that on the daily where I think if I had them with me for hours, we might be able to kind of push through some of that stuff.
0: So, okay. I have, I am currently in that heartbroken state. It has been a really tough month or two, I would say with a lot of couples that I think they come and they think they're ready for therapy and then they enter therapy and I notice that I'm doing more work or mm-hmm. I, one partner's doing a lot of work and the other per- person isn't. And yeah, it's really tough because I think I hold a lot of the fault, but in, in reality, it's not the therapist's fault. It's maybe just mm-hmm. not the right time for therapy. So you're yeah. saying you want highly motivated folks who are coming in for intensives. Is that like an, a weekend workshop? Is that what you're thinking of for intensives? It is come to Maui uh-huh. and spend and spend three to four days with me
1: four or five hours a day. Uh, okay. And we will work on your relationship, just you and your partner, not anybody okay. else. Because okay. what I am finding is either people want to work with, you know, like a Gottman 600 people mm-hmm. or they want to be alone. I'm When I talk about five couples, everyone's like, I don't want to open up <laughs> in front yeah. of sh- these five strangers. So right. one couple, I believe it would be six months to a year's worth of therapy we could get done in and like four, four to, to
0: five days. Four to, yep. 100%. Holy moly, that's amazing. So last time we had you on, and I have always thought of you as being uh, sort of the expert on blended families. Is that still an area that you really like to work with is trying to figure out how to navigate that blended family dynamic? I mean, what's your jam these days? um
1: I like it probably because I know I um have a perspective that a lot of therapists don't have which is that mm-hmm. of a stepmom and yeah. of a stepdaughter so I feel like a sense of responsibility I think to work with people navigating that space yeah um again however <laughs> back to the motivation yeah um piece of it and it just depends I mean if it's If it's a blended family and there is one member who doesn't have children, that is always harder too. I'm finding. Um, Mm -hmm. So I my love for it is like a little bit less, but it's more of a um, a sense of responsibility. I feel like I have to be there for people because I have such a unique understanding Mm -hmm. um, that I can provide support. Um, I'm I'm probably going to sound pretty sad all the all the way around because I'm just really I f- I want people to work harder um, yeah and I think that's across the board on everything I want people to recognize I mean so today is my four year sober anniversary actually really um, really of not drinking yeah isn't that crazy <gasps> that's amazing know, congrats that, it's nuts but mm-hmm. it's like when you're you get sober and you start to understand what it's like what, what your brain is doing when you're an alcoholic, that when you do relapse or if you do relapse, it's not fun. Like, you know what the fuck you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like these couples at some times they know what they're doing yeah, and they continue to do it. It's like, we've talked about this. This is a pattern. Mm-hmm. You know what this is yet you keep doing it. And when do you see right. yourself outside of your body going, Whoa, yeah, <laughs> like, I got to do something different. And I'm not seeing that as much. And it's And it's, I mean, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of things I think we're going to talk about, which are Mm -hmm. um, energy, effort, intention. And particularly what I am finding as one member of the couple, not putting that into both their shared life and into their marriage and sometimes even into the parenting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you already dropped your first F-bomb. This is my opportunity to share um, (laughs) that Beth is a friend of Zach and I, mostly because she is sassy she speaks her mind. She wears her heart on her sleeve, and uh, and she has a mouth like a sailor. So, I mean, welcome to our our friend Beth. <laughs> so, Sorry. if you are in a vehicle with an, be ready for it. Yeah, and maybe Jason will bleep it out. Maybe he won't. But either way, so when I when I reached out to you, one, I wanted our listeners to have you as a resource because they've enjoyed you in the past. Wanted to bring you back on Two, You have um, a course online, right? That's something new for you. Okay. So I wanted you to talk a little bit about that. I'm going to circle back to that, but I did say, what is your, what do you want to share? And what, and you came back to me and you (laughs) said, what did you say? (laughs) <laughs> well, I think I originally texted you to say, girl, we got to talk about your epic wife's, wife's
1: experiment, which yes. I love and as mm-hmm. a therapist fully get, but I go, we, yep. we have a missing piece here yep. and that is men need to step the fuck up. <laughs> Can we talk about this, Laura? Can we please? To well, which you said I, yes,
0: which I'm so grateful for. <laughs> yes. I was like, I am deeply intrigued to understand what that means um, from your perspective. And two, I do have to recognize that here are two women Uh, cis hetero women sitting here talking about men needing to step it up and there is no male Zach to defend himself, which, so we'll just recognize that. What, where does this come from? Like, why is this a passion for you right now? Why is this something that you want to talk about to the masses? Well, I, I, as everything,
1: it's both personal and professional, right? So I am a married woman. I do have a husband <laughs> and I also have a son okay. who is reaching preteen and I'm starting to see things within him that, right, uh-huh. happening, modeling stuff. Um, and also in my professional world, I am seeing this nonstop where when I do the individual sessions, we're Gottman therapists. So we work with a couple, you know, one-on-one for one session. Mm-hmm. And very frequently I find myself saying to the man in that, session, I really think you need to step it up. To which huh. they totally agree with me. They're always like, you're right. I do. Really? And they're, they're not defensive. Generally, no. You know, okay. generally they're like, you know, you're right. And okay. they acknowledge they struggle with emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, right. All these things. Well, but they're like, but I didn't know. There's just a lot of that. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to talk about my feelings and okay. I don't know how to sit with
0: discomfort. And mm-hmm. okay,
1: fine. But then there isn't, a, it's like, I don't know how and that is it.
0: It's not, I hear my partner, she's yearning for something or he's yearning for something and I mm-hmm. don't come by it naturally. And that's, that's the end of that. If I don't right. possess the, 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 ability right now, if I'm not emotionally intelligent right now, my partner's asking for me to show up emotionally, you're not seeing an effort go into, mm-hmm. this is a skill that I should work on. Correct. Okay.
1: And what I hear, and I'm sure you've heard this, I'm trying. Okay. And and so I'm just, I'm done with that. And (laughs) I'm hilarious. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. So like, please tell me, please tell me the things that you are doing Mm -hmm. that show us that you're trying, right? Please tell me the steps. And they're like, uh, well, there's no actual Goal, intention, plan. There's nothing. It's okay. I'm trying, which might be like I'm I'm listening. I'm aware, but there's no active movement um, okay. towards a direction, or even it's like I don't know where to look. And good God, I sent you a uh, a picture of my husband today <laughs> in front of a. I'll just be honest, in front of a pot plant that he has purchased, and good lord. This plant is beautiful. He has taken Uh such amazing care of it. He's looked up online. He's made phone calls to people who got the plant from. He's went and bought things to take care of said plant. Mm -hmm. There are resources for you men. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if you point me to the direction, right? Like same thing. Can you go to the grocery store? Well, what do we need? Look in the fucking fridge, homie. Like that's how you find out what we need. Why are we constantly holding the hand mm-hmm. and perpetuating this, right? Which just comes to back to your, you know, mm-hmm. epic wives, which is over right. time, we just start to do the thing because it's easier mm-hmm. and then we get pissed. And so and we then start we're overfunctioning. and then mm-hmm. we're being bitchy, which yeah. hello. Yeah, we're over functioning. They're under functioning. I hear from my husband all the time, but you're just better at it, babe. And I'm like, do you know why I'm better at it? Because I practice. practice Because I look that shit up and I go and I find out how to do these things. Yeah. Just like you do when you're trying to find a motorcycle, when Mm -hmm. you're trying to find a hike, when you're trying to find how to grow a pot plant. Mm -hmm. You are amazing
0: when you put Mm -hmm. the effort into into something that you want to do. Hey friends, it's me, Laura, gushing about my favorite product for men, Manscaped. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming. Our guest today is on her soapbox talking about men stepping it up, which I couldn't agree with more, especially when it comes to taking pride in his appearance and keeping that body hair groomed to perfection. Whether you like to keep it bald like an eagle, or are you getting my 4th of July references here, or simply opt for a safe trim below the belt. At my latest girls' night out, I had every woman at the table ordering the Performance Package 4.0 for their husbands, just as a subtle hint that there's no better time than summer to trim those hedges and weed whack some of the winter's overgrowth. Inside this package includes the Lawnmower 4.0. This is designed to reduce grooming accidents with advanced skin-safe technology. It also comes with a trimmer with an LED light that's also waterproof. That's for shower usage. Goodbye, gross bathroom cleanup comes with the weed whacker. This is specific for nose and ear trimming. And it even comes with a couple of special surprises intended to tone and freshen after a loving trim. And ladies, you know that we cannot keep our hands off of a good thing. I'm talking about the tools here. Manscaped products are also great for females too. And you get 20% off of all Manscaped products and free shipping. And this includes 20% off of that performance package 4.0. Just enter the promo code MTR20 at checkout. And ladies, do yourself and your gentlemen a favor by using Manscaped. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's funny, as you're you're talking about your husband, I'm thinking about my husband as well. And I have a laundry list of stuff that I do on a daily basis that is not something that I want to do. It's just something that needs to get done. And... There might be things that my husband's excited about where he spends endless time researching, right? Like the latest golf course that he wants to golf at or the. my listeners are probably so sick of hearing about my husband's golfing. <laughs> um, just, I'm a very kind, generous wife. Um, and it is true, like endless amounts of energy will go, go towards something that really sparks his energy. But if it's something that's not necessarily fun, it doesn't get done. And I do right. feel like a lot of that, it falls on my shoulders I like that you mentioned the Epic Wives Experiment, not to plug the Epic Wives Experiment, but to talk about the other half of that, which mm-hmm. is if you have a partner who's underfunctioning and you're asking for them to show the F up, that isn't just a one person move. It requires two right. people working in concert, which in my opinion, I'm working with the women in the Epic Wives Experiment that requires us to let go, let go of some control mm-hmm. and be able to say... I'm okay if this doesn't get done and I'm yep. just going to say this isn't my job. This is actually your job. And if it doesn't get done, I'm going to have to sit in the discomfort of it not getting done or not being done the way I would want it be, to be done because I'm asking for you to do it. Yeah. And that's yeah. uncomfortable, but it takes two people to move the move the the direction or move the what am I trying to say? The needle. Thank you. Move the, <laughs> needle. the needle. Yeah.
1: I agree. I think women need to let a lot of things go yeah. and and release a lot of control. And then what I get back a lot of the time is, well, I've already lowered my standards so much, Beth. Mm-hmm right? Like, so I just don't care anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, is what it comes back to is that they feel like they're putting such effort in and what is coming back is just so minimal Mm -hmm. um, that they've, you know, and so we could say, do you have expectations at all? Maybe no. And I am, I'm totally down with that too. I think we, our expectations are messed up. They're like white supremacy, patriarchy, capitalism, expectations that I don't think really are functioning well here. But at the same time, like if you're going to play video games for four fucking hours Mm -hmm. and you didn't do anything to help around the house, and then you're wondering why your wife is upset and doesn't Mm want to have sex with you. Well, (laughs) I got your answer. Yeah. You know, if you're only initiating any sort of connection when it's sexual, like bro, Mm -hmm. you know, that's Mm -hmm. just, where's the effort? Where's the thought? Where's any sort of initiation of a conversation or, like get some fucking therapy, Mm -hmm. heal your trauma, like Mm -hmm. recognize my parents were like pretty shitty to me and I struggle in negative emotion. Maybe I should do something about that. Mm -hmm. Right. But instead what happens is women will make fucking appointments for their person. Yeah. A good friend of mine said that to me. She said, should I make this appointment? This is for her ex to deal with something. And I go, no, you should not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That needs to be something that he does for himself. So we do these things. So I have a new a client. She said to me, I just had a baby. I am trying to make his life so easy, right? So that he doesn't mm-hmm. stress out about this new transition and this right. new baby that I am taking care of everything. And do you know what he still went and did? He still went and had an emotional affair.
0: Wow. Wow. Like
1: overcompensating. So they don't escape yet still escaping. Like yeah. there is, uh-huh. I mean, that's a, that's a, a issue, but like, mm-hmm. right. Where again is the energy that women show up to in these marriages? And when we have children that we're mm-hmm. like, all right, this is it. And we put everything yeah. into this. And I'm not even yeah. saying that's right either. I mean, right. But it's, mm-hmm. I'm, I've just gotten where dudes are literally, they have, they're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. They're not doing the work on themselves. They're not healing yeah. their trauma from childhood. They're not realizing that they can make changes, behavioral, mm-hmm. behaviorally and neurologically. Yeah, right. Like they're so not what's, doing it.
0: What's the motivator then? Like, what is going to wake folks up, men up in particular, and has have them say, "I'm ready to do the work." What is going to wake them up? Because I kind of feel like the ultimatums for the wives, right? They complain, complain, right. complain make the appointment, get into therapy, do all of the effort in therapy, ask for something that their partner's not willing to put the work into. And, and it's like, well, I just don't understand what's going to, what's going to motivate them.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like typically it comes down to, and this happens a lot, is threatening of divorce or mm-hmm. find a therapist or I'm leaving, which then yeah. puts this whole dynamic of we're operating fully out of fear. And nice. then what I have this great client who she's the one who introduced me to this um concept of weaponized incompetence of, of men. It's it's like, oh, I've I've burnt the meal, therefore I don't know how to cook. Right. Right. Maybe maybe your kid would break a dish and say, I can't do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they weaponize it. And then they'll, they'll then. Oh, but you're so much better at it, Laura. Mm-hmm. But you do it such a good job. I, I do just don't do know a great how. Job. Yeah, I know. I mean, and of course I do. Mm-hmm. Right. Like so it's not that they are literally incompetent or stupid. Right. They are lazy
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they don't want to do it. And someone else will do it for them. So it's Mm. like something. And I see this with my son, which is why I'm freaking out because he'll do the same thing. He'll just start acting helpless and where I'm Uh like, I can't just go and I'll just do it because it's just so much easier. So then, you know, men and again, when women we meet, I want to do things for you. Women are so relationship oriented. Let me do these things for you. And then, right. That becomes the habit. We get, you know, attached all that dating level just goes out the window Mm -hmm. so we're not being wooed we're not being you know our emotional needs aren't being met but then we're like oh hey babe you want to go have sex like Mm -hmm. and and dudes don't understand why women are like no I do not want to Mm -hmm. (laughs) I do not want to I don't feel like you have any understanding of what's going on in our life and I just watched I listened to a podcast and they were like the fact that you even asked me what needs to get done pisses me off even more yeah yeah how do you Mm -hmm. not know
0: I was thinking about just as you were talking about how women are really responsible for understanding or sort of like keeping, mm, keeping tabs on the emotional climate of their relationship, of their intimate relationship, right? Like women are thinking Mm -hmm. in their head, gosh, you know, we really haven't had a good deep conversation for a while. I'm not really sure what's going on with his life. I wonder how his best friend's doing. And so they're kind of keeping tabs and- That's something that I see a lot of women say, I would love for him to come to me and say, I feel kind of disconnected. Actually, I do have a male partner where that he is the one who seems to be pretty connected to the idea of how close he's feeling, close Uh and connected, and it's separate from sex. Because I will have a lot of men who keep tabs of the last time they had sex, which in my mind also equates to for them, how connected mm-hmm. they are. If they're having sex, they mm-hmm. feel connected. If they're not having sex, they're disconnected. And so it's right. been two weeks since we've had sex, I'm feeling disconnected. But he, in this particular case, he has, he's able to separate sex and the emotional climate of the relationship. And he has a pretty good idea of that, but that's rare. And I think that mm-hmm. a lot of women are asking for for the male to share the role when it comes to understanding mm-hmm. what's going on in the relationship.
1: Right. Right. Just yeah. like the, the temperature of it. How right. are things right of like and so yeah. many guys, it's because things are if there's not a complaint, which then sets us up in a bad way, too. If there's mm-hmm. not a complaint, things are fine. Right. But yet yeah. when there's a complaint, my wife's nagging me. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Like so there yeah. is a piece of like just because things might be fine or maybe they aren't um, explosive as they were in my home growing up doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they're necessarily That things are great or intentional. Like I, part of my course spends a lot of time with let's be intentional, right? Mm -hmm. Let's be intentional about what do we want to do with this level of love mapping, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we want to do that? What's our goal then? What's our action plan, right? Mm -hmm. So much of what we do is our intention intention is like, let's get together and find our mate. And then a lot of times like, then what do we do? Right you know, not a lot of couples are, I mean, I think you're a good example. I think you and Ryan are good at like, we're going to, you know, find some goals together as a couple. Not a lot Mm -hmm. of people do that. And Mm -hmm. so if you don't have that path then either you are, if one person has a career, then that becomes, you know, kind of the focus and the goal. And, and, but the, what do we do with the marriage? It's like, we sit, sleep and, you know, we sit on it till we die. No one knows what to do Mm -hmm. once we get past that initial dating. And then maybe, procreating, if that's the choice that we do as well. Yeah. Um, nobody knows how to then have a relationship. What do we do with this?
0: It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm getting ready to do a talk for a group and I've been working with a lot of empty nesters and um, let's see here. Is it Dan Brown? Is that his name? He wrote, uh, I might botch the name, but he wrote the second mountain and the second mountain talks about basically there's two mountains. The first mountain is a lot of the lockstep of. First, we get married, then we buy ourselves a house, then we have some kids, we grow our career, and then we kind of get to the top of the mountain where we have a solid bank account, we've got all of our kids taken care of, and that's kind of what marriage is about. It's very much so like here is the check marks that we need to hit, but then they get to the top of that first mountain and the kids go off and they leave the home and they might find themselves retired. And then they're like, okay, now what is our relationship supposed to look like? Because we don't have these distractions that bring us together naturally and create mm-hmm. those uh, that purpose. Now what is what is our relationship all about? I've been mm-hmm. working a lot with individuals of trying to create meaning and purpose and goals and all of that stuff that fills the gap of what you were distracted with on that first mountain, in that second yeah. mountain. But Yeah. Um, okay. You mentioned your, you gave, you said intention, and then you had two other words that I really liked. And it was a little bit of like your framework that you were talking about Mm -hmm. with your course. What are the other two words? So energy, effort, and intention,
1: energy, effort.
0: And I believe those
1: are the things lacking in relationships, right? So particularly in my opinion, I mean, in all the levels, if we're talking Gottman. But particularly for me, in the fondness and admiration levels, yeah, we just stop, right? Like again, we do so much when we're dating. We're like calling and we're sending flowers and we're like staring in each other's eyes. And then yeah. we again, we get married. And where's the energy? Mm-hmm. What kind of effort? Everyone's like, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Right? How many times have I heard from women? I just need to put on the Real Housewives and, I just need and to tune veg out. out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so there's, right? We're tired. We don't have the effort. I don't want to put in the energy. And then there is zero intention. People are doing things with zero understanding as to why they are doing them.
0: Mm-hmm. Like what? They what do you aren't. mean by that? Like zero like, understanding of why they're doing things? Like something. they will even,
1: like, why did you get married? Why did you have kids?
0: Uh-huh. When they
1: are on the brink of divorce, but still want to have a second one. To me, I'm like, Mm -hmm. where's the intention in that? You're not thinking past, I just want what I Mm -hmm. want. And so even when you break down intention, I find like with two couples, sometimes that could even potentially create like separation and mm-hmm. it's a scary conversation to have when we get into it because we might expose some differences yeah. and I think that's sometimes why even as we're dating we don't want to have some of those conversations mm. because we're like oh uh, we'll deal with that later yeah yeah <laughs> and again then we're not being intentional we're mm-hmm. not saying this is something that is going to come up the fact that you are Jewish and I am Catholic right. we don't have kids right now and that's fine and we don't and neither one of us goes to church or temple but when you have children, that shit's probably mm. going to change. So let's totally. talk about it ahead of time to how um, are we going to navigate all these different things and let's start talking now right? when we have the time, when we have a lot more of the love back and forth, um, yeah. right? So that is being very intentional about how do we want our life to look instead of we have to save money for college, for retirement, save, 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 save. Do we have money for mm-hmm. therapy? No, save, 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 save. And then you get there <laughs> And like that that table you envisioned with all those kids and those in-laws isn't there because you actually didn't work on it. Right. So that when you got there, oh, beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. You just worked, worked, worked and ignored the present moment of all the, of putting in the energy to the right here and the right now. Yeah. And investing into the relationship beyond
0: past I do. Right. Investing in the relationship beyond past I do. Ah, it seems like you should write a book and that could be a title. I like that one. Okay. So you said energy. What's the third one? Energy effort.
1: So there, I mean, it's all very similar, but it's like, again, what I see is very little effort, right? Mm -hmm. I have a a client there. She is very close (laughs) to calling it uh, and he'll get homework and he'll say, I just didn't have the time. And then I'll Mm -hmm. say, did you, did you play video games? Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. It was like, that would be a priority of yours. Effort. Like,
1: where are we putting in our effort? Where are yeah. we giving our energy? And sometimes all of us, women too, we need to say, are we putting too much energy into the kids, into their life mm-hmm. and into their activities, into our social life? Where, mm-hmm. because if we're giving energy, it's taking from somewhere else, mm-hmm. and if that's the relationship, again, do we want? What do we want it to look like? Yeah. Right, and again, that's why we're we're just doing these things that we've seen other people do, but we actually don't know all, a lot of the times yeah. why.
0: Yeah. Oh, that circles back. You
1: know, we see all we see, especially in Seattle, everybody, everybody had their kid in every single sport, ten of them, and if you didn't get your kid in that sport by two, well, sh- you're screwed. You know, so like I'm so against that. But then I was finding myself, oh, I got to put my kid in that. And I got to be all because it was I was surrounded. So I wasn't being intentional. I was just doing what other people were were doing because I thought that's Mm -hmm. what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was unhappy. I was like, why am I so unhappy? And if we're intentional, I'm just finding that's a lot of my sober stuff, too. But like being really intentional about the choices we're making and why we're doing the things we're doing.
0: Yeah. That's where I'm finding a lot of people are getting into therapy because one person wants to be in therapy. They want things to be different and the other person's just showing up. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like I compare it to when my kid goes to piano practice. I don't know if either, by the way, Beth has two two children um, and that's all I know of. I don't think you have a third on the way, right? You're donezo. so. <laughs> ma'am.
1: That pandemic Um, doesn't never have children again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So it's like having my kiddo be in piano practice where he goes to piano and he hasn't looked at his books or he hasn't pulled them out or practiced or done anything since the last time he went to see with his piano coach. And it's like, you have to be intentional. And I do find that I have clients like that where I ask them, tell me about how you have practiced the skill that we talked about, or tell me about, how you've shown up as your best self. And they just like, I just haven't. I've been too busy doing all these other things. And I just think, well, then that your priorities are not your relationship right now. You right. You're making it a priority to come to see me, but the real movement happens, not in my office, but every hour that you're with one another without me. And that's a yep. lot of hours without me.
1: And here's the thing. I think, Laura, if you were honest about that, if people were honest and said, mm-hmm. right now, for these few years, that my the priority is probably going to be heavily focused on work. But here's yeah. why, right? If we and then there was a collective that together, yeah, we say yes. That's what it's going to be, so that we can have this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like cool, right? But it's an agreed upon situation. Yeah. I feel like with roommate syndrome, right? That's a part of all of this. Is like. There's a bit of an understanding when you have a newborn, that newborn is taking the priority and is, is needing you for survival. And Mm -hmm. then it kind of, it continues, you know, changes and shifts and, and molds, but like at some point we can start then having fun with our partner, but we have to be in constant communication around it. Like I can't wait (laughs) until we Uh can hang out more. Like this is hard. This is a lot. They need us. Or where can we find our time instead of like, oh, we'll just throw in another, you know, activity for the kid instead of, no, we should probably, that should be our sacred um, time. And so if you're not communicating about the fact that your life is challenging right now, Mm -hmm. like at least that's really what's happening. And then you're both on the same page and can start making better plans. How do we want this to look moving forward?
0: Yeah. Uh, Zach and I recorded earlier today. And one of the things I mentioned is that I have a strong pet peeve about people who complain without making any effort toward change. They're complaining about anything, whatever it might be, right? Like their, their waistline is expanding. They can't fit into their clothes. They're complaining about the crappy car that they're driving. They're complaining about their addiction to cigarettes. I don't know what it is, but, but they're not making any effort toward that change. And I think what I hear you saying is you are fed up with those complaints without the energy and the effort that's put behind. And if people are like really actually serious and saying, I, I don't need you to convince me to come to therapy, Beth. We're here. We're all, we, we are in it. And so I think what I'm hearing you say is you are on board and fully willing to take folks on, whether it be in your course or whether it be in your intensives of people that are highly motivated to make those changes. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, good.
1: I, am very clear about that too. Like, and I, I tell people like, I care. Like you have, I mean, I just had a new client come back to me and they said, we could really tell that you care. You, you could visibly see I was getting upset about something. I'm like, I definitely <laughs> do. And I will be with you Yeah, along the way, but I am not going to do more than you. Yeah. Like I will not like that doesn't make sense to me. There's no reason. Yeah. It's not going to help yeah. anything. And so if you put in the work like I am your biggest cheerleader mm-hmm. and I will do what I can. And but you've got to do it. Yeah. Nobody can do it for you. Um. And that's where I'm at. I just feel like I, and we have that conversation for a session and people say, of course, Beth, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, OK, yeah, well, I'll talk it to you in five weeks when exactly you haven't done anything that I've asked right. you to do. Right. Um, which is at one point I stopped giving homework. i so I'm like, this is stupid. Like, mm-hmm. cause then people don't even
0: want to come to therapy. Cause like, why well, didn't do the homework. Like, oh. Right. Okay. <laughs> In case you're I'm wondering, done. Beth is a hard ass. Um, but I have heard from uh, clients of hers that happen to be friends <laughs> and they just adored her. So if you dig her vibe, you can find Beth Wiley, but also tell me about the online course. Where do they go to find that? What's the deal with that? Yeah. So I started the course because I wanted to
1: try to help more people, but also in the vein of being more intentional. And I think this course is more for people probably who are like, Hey, we're starting to notice we're struggling with a couple of things. Okay. Um, so I think if you wanted to, if you had a lot of conflict and you wanted to take the course, I would highly encourage you to then also see a therapist kind of at the same time to kind of help okay. walk you through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really, so what I take, what I do with this course, Laura, is I've taken the Gottman Sound Relationship House and I've yep. broken it down severely. So I have seven days just talking about love maps. Right. Whoa. So I break it down into like, let's get the color and of this of the story and let's really mm-hmm. sit down and understand what these love maps mean and why mm-hmm. they're important. And mm-hmm. then there's a whole section on okay, hey, well, let's talk about what are your goals when it comes to love mapping in your relationship moving forward? And yeah. what is the intention? And then what are your like action steps and plans? And I tell everybody, this is a working document. You come back to this because mm-hmm. life changes. We we have plans and then they change and that creates so much conflict with couples so if we can say hey we come back to this once a year we look at it we say what's working for us yeah right where where are we loving this and what has changed in our life that we may need to change some of this so every level there's seven levels and we break them down mm-hmm. uh you know as my like, little minutia little little uh, uh exercise Those little oh, not exercises, size jumps but, um, thank you Yeah. So it breaks it down and makes it a little bit easier because I find people get kind of overwhelmed um, when we talk about the Gottman method. And so just providing that education, I think that helps people. I mean, you know, people don't even understand that we become physiologically flooded and how that shuts Mm -hmm. down our brain. Like people don't know that. Right. That's very important information. And so providing some of that for them. And then again, to me, it's a, it could just also be a stepping stone into therapy of like, oh, this yeah. wasn't so bad. And yeah. oh, OK, I get this. And, and then now we can take that into the next level. So I, I feel like that's kind of a step your toe into what a therapy situation might look like. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're not doing therapy. You're getting a lot more education, but you're mm-hmm. getting exercises to really help you um, sit down and think about how we can be more intentional in our in our relationship.
0: I think this is coming at a really good time because summer is a time where my practice slows down. Folks are out and they're doing things with family members and they have, uh, their schedule is a lot less predictable. And so couples stop seeing me during the summer. I also think there's this beautiful thing that happens when people go on vacation, they're a little less stress free. they have time to Mm -hmm. connect intentionally. They feel more close and connected. The sun is out. Their depression goes down. So everything sort of like lightens up. And this would be a really Mm -hmm. good time if you're looking, you're like, man, I just need like something to kind of sink my teeth in for summer. This seems like Mm -hmm. a really awesome way to take that, those summer months and just start to plug away at gaining some resources in the relationship, in the relationship. Okay. So tell me Mm -hmm. where to go. Tell the folks where to go to find Mm -hmm. the course. You can go just to
1: my website, BethWileyTherapy.com, and then you'll find it from there. It's under um, Love Over Logistics. So that's actually the name of the course. I might want to tell you that. Love Over Logistics, which I came up with a very long time ago, and it's a lot of roommate syndrome kind of theory about it. But like, how do we put our love over the logistics of our life? And again, it's very hard to do unless we are thoughtful, (laughs) mindful,
0: intentional, um, because oh, otherwise I love that it just title. happens, just love it. boom, it just happens. So, yeah. um, yeah. It's about prioritizing the relationship rather than just getting in the lockstep of kind of the roommate syndrome, right? Like the, just yeah. living and, these parallel lives.
1: Yeah. And everything's yeah. habit. So if you can start to create better, more positive habits, then, mm-hmm. you know, and if you don't have kids, even better to start habits because they're hard when to start habits, when mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the children. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, set yourself up for success is how I look at it. Like we should all have some sort of education before we're getting married, not just the Christian or Catholic premarital therapy, not yes. saying that's bad, but I feel like there should be some sort of education of how do you have conflict, right? How yeah. do you navigate this?
0: Totally. Well, that would be really, I mean, lots of people get married in the summer too, that it would be kind mm-hmm. of a nice gift to give premaritals. It's like, mm-hmm. Hey, mom and dad bought us this course that we have access to. Um, do you have mm-hmm. a price tag on that just so I can let people know what to, uh, mm-hmm. like what to expect? Yeah. So it's ridiculous, Laura. It's
1: $197, which is less than one hour with me. Yeah. And you Holy are getting moly. like 49, 49 videos that are each about 15 minutes. So, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like Whoa. You can walk away feeling like you're going to be a relationship expert. Yeah. If you sat and you listen and you do all of the work. Um, I mean, there's really no reason in my opinion to do it because it's like you're gonna get the No reason back. to not do no it. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what I what did yeah. I say? No reason to do it.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> no reason to not do it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um I'm actually really shocked. This one ninety-seven. Uh okay, so it's BethWileyTherapy.com, and then Wiley's W Y L I E mm-hmm. BethWileyTherapy.com. Thank that's you. Perfect for coming on marriage therapy radio yet again. And if you liked Beth, go back and look at previous episode. I forgot what it was, but it was much earlier on in our, cause we've been doing this for five years now. So, um, before yeah, you got, I mean, the way, I, I... happy anniversary, happy four year. That is oh, really awesome. Thank you. You're thank welcome. you. I
1: think our first podcast, I remember because it was Willow's first day of kindergarten. So it was before the pandemic. Okay. So that was so what, like two, three years ago. Yeah. Had to be September of 2019. Okay, you you can just search
0: Beth's name and you'll find the other episode. Okay, thank you for coming on. And now you can go and enjoy. I'm watching the palm trees behind you blow in the breeze. Yeah, I'm like, oh my gosh, that looks amazing. Mm, Yeah, Mm -hmm. you love
1: it. Come visit, visit. let's do it. Let's do um, an intensive
0: intensive or something out here. That sounds amazing. Okay, well, let's land this plane. All right, sounds good, Laura. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Thank you to Beth for joining us a second time. If you enjoyed this episode, go back and check out the first time we interviewed Beth Wiley. I think she was talking about blended families, if I remember correctly. It's an episode you don't want to miss. Thanks for all of your time and attention, making your relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old.